welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Hey everyone, it's Amy here. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Weekly Call. I hope you're all doing great. Earlier in the week, I um, did a quick live into my Facebook group. That's the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group if you're not in it already. Just checking in with people about some potential changes I'm thinking of making for the podcast in 2020 when we launch season five. And I, <laughs> the, the feedback was people wanted more like philosophy things. Um, so I, he, I hear you loud and clear. Uh, look out for those in, in 2020. And thanks to everybody who got back to me on that request. I've got a request again for you all. Uh, I'd be so grateful if you haven't yet. It really does make a difference to me, for me, for my business and um, being able to keep going with the podcast. Um, if you haven't yet, would you be able to leave me a review or even just a rating on Apple Podcasts? That would be really good. And um, I'm hoping if we can get the numbers up there, then we'll look at uh, putting the podcast onto other platforms as well. Because I know I've been uh, wildly, wildly um, discriminatory for anybody who uses an Android. So uh, a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts would just be so valuable. I do obviously uh, read them all and um, it would be great to have a couple more ratings at least. That would be great. Today we're talking about um, the jungle, the garden and creating a business to suit you. Um, and I've been inspired by uh, a, uh, a quote by Sadhguru. I'll get to all of that in just one moment. Beforehand though, some important announcements. One, actually an important announcement. Uh, we're in the throes of my annual flash sale. Um, I'm putting it on obviously tomorrow is Black Friday. Today, Thursday, hey everyone. Uh, well, it's not your Thursday yet, Thanksgiving people, but happy Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much. Forget about it. Eat too much. Thanksgiving. Uh, so we're in the middle of my flash sale. That means that my one-to-one private yoga business coaching is currently 40% off, 40% off uh, until Monday night. The website to go and take a look is amymcdonald.com.au forward slash flash sale. And I'm going to quickly um, run you through what is on sale and what you need to do and how limited the numbers are and what's left before I get into the guts of the podcast. If you can't stand Amy telling you about what she'd like you to Sign up, folks, because she thinks it's good for you. Uh, skip ahead a bit. So here we go. Uh, until Monday, I have got 40% off two things. The first one is my 90-minute intensive. So that's where you and I have a Zoom call. Uh, we get together with a, you know, Zoom, which is a video conferencing software, and we do whatever needs doing in your business. Sometimes that they are used by my previous clients or people who have graduated from my program who want a bit of a check-in. Sometimes they're bought by people who are just about to get going. Often they're bought by people who are in a bit of a slump and need some redirection. 
or are thinking about embarking on a new project. And the timing of buying one of these 90-minute intensives is just so beautiful because, of course, we're five weeks away from a brand new decade. Uh, And if you have some exciting goals in 2020, like I know a bunch of my clients do, then this can be a really powerful way to get clear from the get-go. So if you do buy one of those 90-minute intensives, they're normally $500. I got this with the maths. Uh, They're $300, but only for the flash sale, but only until Monday night. And you've got until the end of January to book that in and use it. So really, it's a great time to get focused, get clear, map out steps, do any, um, you know, culling or... um, sort of dissolving of things that haven't been serving you in the past. Really good idea. Really good time of year. 40% off. Yes. Uh, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash flash sale. I had 20 of those available. We're down to 12 left. So you still have time if you haven't bought one yet. Um, I'm pretty confident that they will sell out. So if you want one, uh, good idea to go get one. The other thing that's on sale is my one-to-one six-month coaching package. That's called Grow, Serve, and Shine. That essentially means that you are um, my biz bestie for six months. And uh, I don't have a whole lot of clients at any one time, never more than 12. Um, I've got, well, I had three. There are, there's only two left of those places now. So that's where you and I would work together over six months to really transition your business into what you desire it to be, whether that's to... Uh, you know, become location independent, start a whole new thing, open a studio, or simply just because you've been doing it for a long time by yourself and you're looking for ways to be smarter, more efficient, and generate more ease, flow, and abundance in 2020. Again, if you uh, did purchase either of the remaining two packages, you've got until January to kick that off. I know the teacher who has bought the first one, um, she wants to get started like now, which is really exciting for me. um, And I'm she knows this already. I'm already obsessed with her business. So that <laughs> that's going to be fun. So six months, all of the information about how that works, what's included, what you can expect um, is available through the link amymcdonald.com.au forward slash flash sale. If you're one of my known folks, if we've worked together in some fashion in the past and this is right for you because you just know it is, go ahead and sign up. If we haven't worked together in the past before, it's probably a great idea for the two of us to have a talk to make sure that I'm the right coach for you and you're the right sort of client that I like to work with. So you can DM me on Insta to set that up at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Um, And we need to have that chat obviously before Monday when the price goes up. So that package is normally 10,000 Australian dollars. Someone emailed me this week saying, is that USD or AUD? It's Australian dollars, which is good news for pretty much everybody uh, right now. Um, normally 10,000 and it's on sale for $6,000. So a $4,000 saving. Nice. Um, if you've been thinking about working with me for that in that way for a while, it's a bloody good time to buy. Um, or if you haven't, but this sparks your interest, uh, let's talk. Let's make sure that it's right for you. Um, nobody likes buyer's remorse. We're unavailable for that in this community. And I like to, you know, work with amazing, inspiring people. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're allowed to let your self-worth take you out of the game, FYI. Reach out to me, let's talk. Uh, hit me up at Instagram at amyyogabizcoach or you can email me amy at amymcdonald.com.au. Again, on sale, 40% off until Monday night. Last time I'll say it, the URL to find out about all of that is uh, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash flash sale at the time of recording. 
12 spots left in the 90-minute intensive and two spots left in the one-to-one coaching package. Okay, flash sale announcement done. Let's get into the guts of what I want to teach on today. So I'm going to read you a quote from Sadhguru. Um, It's out of a book that I bought in India, and it actually says on the back of the book, for sale in the Indian subcontinent only, but I suspect you could probably, it's published by HarperCollins, you could probably get it to yourself somehow. It's a great book, uh, particularly if you teach anything about Shiva. It's a a really, really good read. Uh, It's called Adi Yogi, The Source of Yoga. Um, Adi Yogi, of course, is one of the names of Shiva, um, one of his earlier names, and it means the, the, the first Yogi, um, and, uh, you know, Sadhguru, Sadhguru, um, is, is, you know, associated with this form of Shiva and the stories that come along with that, whereby Shiva is actually, uh, was, uh, a real person. Uh, I think he was nine feet tall obviously very handsome. Um, anyway, you'll have to get the book to, uh, <laughs> to read all of the beautiful folklore and mythology and teachings, uh, about Shiva. Really nice, really good book. Adi Yogi, the source of yoga. If you can get it without having to go to India, if you have to go to India, well, to go to go buy it, you have my blessing. Here's the quote. Sadhguru says, people assume that a jungle means disorder and that a garden spells order. I use the word jungle to mean a very superior, highly sophisticated order. You don't see any straight lines, but still everything is in place. The order of the jungle is not logically correct. For a gardener, a jungle may look chaotic, but no, there is a very deep order in this chaos. A forest will live for millions of years, while a garden may not even last a month without maintenance. And if you're living on the eastern seaboard of Australia, uh, he ain't lying. Bloody dry. So the point here is that he's he's saying that actually there is great strength, there is great diversity, there is great opportunity in chaos. And I thought this was worthy of a podcast topic because I think there is a strong connection here to not only time management. Don't, don't, don't pause me. Don't, don't go listen to another podcast. I, I promise. Bear with me. Time management can be sexy. Wait, don't, don't go. <laughs> uh, there is a connection here to time management. There is a connection here to um, self-awareness, big connection to self-awareness. And then also sort of not only forgiveness, but self-acceptance in regards to how you do business. So let's talk about um, something that happened with my uh, one of my coaching groups this week. We were talking about getting things done. And one of the women in the group was talking about how she felt like she could never get through everything. And she, and she just wasn't achieving the weekly tasks and the daily actions that she'd set for herself. And I asked her, well, you know, do you put them in your electronic calendar? Because I believe that time blocking using an electronic calendar is one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself in business and in life. And she said that she was putting things into the calendar, but she was only doing the important things. And so we sort of picked at this a little bit. And what does important mean? And she said, well, planning my classes is important. We can all agree on that. 
Um, unless, of course, you're a seasoned yogi who has all of your class plans stored in your brain, like my teacher does. But for the most part, you know, most of us need to take some time to think about what we're going to teach for the week. Okay, yes, I can understand that that's important. But things like getting the jump on her social media, they weren't important. And when I pressed her on this, I said, well, you know, if you think about it, in fact, I understand that planning your classes are very important, but if you're not doing social media, then new people can't find you. And as your student base atrophies, as it naturally will, because it's not many people who are in yoga for the long haul. For most people, although we wish it were different for their sake and ours, most people do yoga for a couple of years and then they go try something else. Oh, jujitsu, right? So I said, you know, I understand that class planning, you see that is very important, but could you not also consider that your social media is also very important because without it, new people won't be coming to your class and over time, your class numbers will inevitably go down. You can have the best classes planned out in the world, but if no one is showing up, what's the point? And so, you know, we, we chatted about that for a little longer and then we talked you know, about how do you actually uh, gauge in very important tasks versus not very important tasks and broadening the view on all of that. So she got the point, and, and, but then she said well, <clears throat> that she actually doesn't always feel like when she sits down at the computer, she doesn't actually always feel like um, doing what she, like she doesn't always feel in the creative mood. She doesn't always feel like she has... Uh, the insight and the sort of the divine downloads to go write a whole bunch of social media content. What should she do then? And this is where the idea of the jungle versus the garden comes into play. Thank you to Sadhguru. Because not everybody's business looks like a garden. Some people's business looks like a jungle. And I want to qualify this deeply. Some people's business looks like a jungle when what they need is a garden, right? Some people have a business that looks like a garden, but inevitably it gets weedy and overgrown and whatever, and then they build, beat themselves up about somehow failing at business, sucking at it. You know, we can uh, measure our self-worth based on the success of our business. This is a really, 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 really common problem. For people who work for themselves, particularly people who work for themselves doing something that they really believe in because they were born to help people, i.e. you, <laughs> yoga teachers. So what to do about it? Today, really what I want to talk about is celebrating, recognizing and celebrating that either times or perhaps even all the time, there is space in your business for things to seem chaotic. There is a time when out of the chaos is born things you can't even imagine and that sometimes the greatest gifts come from like loosening up a little bit, freestyling a little bit, getting a little bit jungle and a little less garden. Now, if you know that you are out of control, baby, and if you're waking up at 2am every night freaking because you're so disorganized, this is not a podcast for you. You need the garden, the pro garden podcast. <laughs> but for anybody who's feeling like no matter how many targets they set, they never reach them. Or if their office is a mess and somehow that makes them a bad person. Or if they just feel like just fatigued and not excited about what they're doing. 
maybe it's time to consider the subtle organization of the jungle that sometimes letting go and loosening up can in fact open up possibilities that you may not have thought of otherwise. So because about a gasquillion fabulous people have Insta messaged me over the past, uh, what, 48 hours to tell me how they would like more yoga philosophy in their uh, Abundant Yoga Teacher podcasts. I'm going to talk about a principle here and I'm taking a, I'm drawing a very long bow. Okay. This is, this is like absolute Amy McDonald appropriating Sanskrit terminology here. So email me if you want to about the fact that I'm doing this. I know I'm doing it. I'm doing it for a purpose. So I want to talk about the principle of Avaduta, Avaduta, which is, um, I would call it uh, like crazy wisdom. It's, it's the Indian form of crazy wisdom, right? So you see this in, um, sages, you see in, in holy men, um, or women, uh, in, in it's, it's the madness. It's the crazy stuff that, that is in fact, um, is in fact the divine coming through that person. Um, and I think sometimes it's important to invite a little bit of that avaduta again, conceptually, not really, if only it was so simple into your business and into how you approach being a business person and how you accept and celebrate yourself and your own natural tendencies. So the, um, the, Oh, oh no, we won't talk about. Oh, okay. Quickly, like Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche was like, you know, he wrote the book on it, and he's kind of a bit known for it. Um, I'm thinking about modern, modern equivalents. Uh, it has been claimed that maybe Bhagwan Das <laughs> is also in that state. Ah, ah, I'm not making a personal comment on that. I made a personal sound on that, that you can interpret as you will, but it's that sort of, um, yeah, it's, it's the craziness. It's, it's the, the saint who has been kissed by the divine and has kind of lost his mind as a consequence. And it shows up in, um, you know, doing whacked out stuff. (laughs) It shows up as, um, things like, you know, non-normal behavior, right? Um, like, like holy men that are always naked, um, or, you know, doing, doing wacky things. Um, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, um, weird religious ceremonies. Um, you know, well, go look it up, but there's some gross stuff in there. Um, you know, sleeping in cremation grounds and using skulls as bowls and cannibalism. And there's some, there's some stuff in, in there. Um, (laughs) but the, the, the point I'm trying to make here is I really do believe that sometimes when we go into that kind of crazy territory, amazing, uh, connections, what I would call like a divine download can be made that you would not have come to from your purely logical, linear, straightforward, clear thinking brain. Um, so here's some examples on how this might actually appear in your business. If you were to embrace a little bit more of that, 
that that crazy wisdom quality um, that avaduta uh, uh, characteristic in your business. So this could look like very simply um, if you are um, struggling to come up with a topic for your uh, newsletter. The obvious solution is to sit there and think about it until you find something. But maybe the crazy wisdom approach would be to dance in your lounge room or take a walk or take a girlfriend out to lunch or go buy yourself something nice. Like not necessarily related and kind of crazy when you've got a pressing deadline, right? And yet I'm sure, it, you know, there you can call to mind examples in your own life when it has been in exactly that moment that you've had that, oh, huh maybe I could try this other thing. Like you get the inspiration in a moment when you're not pursuing the task directly. Um, it's also, we had a, um, the keep growing mastermind had a pop-up training over the weekend to talk about, uh, membership sites and, and monthly membership programs. And the teacher, the trainer that we had come present to the group, she was talking about how she just tries things in her business with no attachment to whether they're going to work or not. She just has an idea and she ups and goes for it and she has fun in the process. And it might be a little bit crazy. Maybe that wasn't the smartest thing to do. Maybe she thought she would just give it a whirl and see what happened. Um, I know when I I did my first um, abundant yoga teacher uh, immersion, right. When I decided I was really, (laughs) I know, um, while I'm in Australia, why don't I decide to put on a one day workshop for yoga teachers in Edinburgh, where I haven't been since I was 18 and I don't know anybody. That's some crazy shit right there. (laughs) Really like that, that. That's some crazy wisdom. Um, and, and, but it felt like a good idea. It felt crazy. It felt fun. It felt exciting. It felt like I could try something different. Why the hell not? And, and it turned out to be great. And I'm still connected with a bunch of people who came to that event. They're still part of my community and I, and I see them around the place. And a really, really crazy idea. I don't know anybody there. I'd have never done this before. I'm partnering with, with a colleague, a friend who, I don't know if that's going to work out, let's do it anyway. Like, kind of chaotic, kind of, um, bit of a crazy idea and yet super, super fun. And overall, well, I think completely successful. Uh, obviously I, I keep offering these things, right? I wouldn't do it if I didn't like it and it wasn't successful. So I'm wondering for today, the, the starting point for your own contemplation is where do you feel in your business that you're holding on a little bit too tight and maybe a little bit of this, um, um, you know, this, this, this avaduta crazy wisdom could come into play. The, you know, the, 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 the saints and the holy people who are in this state, you know, you know, they've, they're in that state because they've moved beyond um, things like etiquette and, and, um, worldly considerations, things that keep us confined and, and staying in our lane. They've seen the bigger picture. They've been touched and they don't care about stuff that doesn't matter anymore. Now that they've been through that, uh, they've received the, you know, they've, they've had the Maya cleared and they've reconnected to the absolute. They're not worried about stuff that just doesn't matter in comparison, i.e 
pretty much everything that we use as a benchmark. Um, so when was the last time that you just decided, fuck it, I don't care what other people think right now. I don't actually subscribe to this particular set of social norms. I, I'm going to go bigger. I'm going to try something crazy. And it doesn't have to be, in fact, I recommend it's not, uh, you deciding that you'll never wear clothes anymore. I don't know where you live, but I know a lot of my listeners and it's probably not appropriate. You could end up on the sex um, offender register and that's going to make teaching classes in a whole lot of neighborhoods really, really difficult. Don't do that. But maybe you book a trip, you go overseas and study with someone who lights you up and it's kind of scary and you never knew that was coming and fuck it, let's just do it anyway. Or maybe you decide to charge twice as much for your one day retreat because you've seen the bigger picture and you know that what you got is worth it. And you know that you want people to show up at that level. And, and you don't care that every other yoga teacher in your town is going to get into a snit with you. What will they think? What about this one? I can't put up my class prices, Amy, because I don't, I I don't want to charge more than my teacher. That seems to happen a lot more in the UK. I don't know. Is that the British wheel thing? Uh, but it's real. I hear it from a lot of people. Well, well, what about if, you know, if we, t- if we play this tape through, if we play this Avaduta tape through, if we're all one anyway and your teacher is simply the divine in a different embodied form experiencing itself, what does it matter if your classes cost more? You're all the same. We're all the same thing. If you want the recap on that one, it happened last week. <laughs> right? Is this kind of landing? You, we, we, you might not even be aware of how uh, confined you are in your business because of social norms and society's kind of unsaid but mutually agreed standards. What else are you doing that you don't want to do? Are you doing stuff because you think it's what's expected? Are you, um, you know, are you, uh, here's one that I get all the time. Like, I don't know, it took me a few years to totally be okay with the fact that I wake up, cuddle my dog, I get my phone and I check my shit while I'm still in bed. I put it on flight mode while I'm sleeping, but when I'm awake, baby, that thing is on. Before I do anything else, there's no like touch the ground and give gratitude. There's no Hanuman Chalisa. There's no journaling your goals for the day. No, I'm on fucking Instagram, baby. I want to know what happened overnight. Hit me with the inbox. Show me my calendar. Now, as a good yogi, that's really bad. I should do my self-care practice. I should do my bhakti. I should chant my mantra. I should, who knows, whatever else. Like, I don't know. Give myself a coffee enema. I don't know. That doesn't happen. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just the wrong direction for coffee for me personally. Anyway, my point is I get it. I get that that's the societal norm, but it doesn't work for me and I'm okay with that. What are you doing in your business that's a societal norm that doesn't work for you, but you're doing it because it's what you think is supposed to happen? You know, are you, are you, are you craving to bring a little bit of mantra into your classes, but oh, I don't know. I don't know what my students will think. I don't know what my 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 ex boss who comes on a Tuesday night's gonna think if suddenly I'm like speaking in yoga tongues. 
where could you maybe let go of a little bit of that fear or or not even fear? Like I think a lot of this stuff, we don't even know that we're doing it because it's so ingrained. And if you've been to India and you've seen some of these sadhus and rishis, these holy people, saints, I mean, that like they're really just, it's not that they don't give a fuck, it's that they've transcended all the fucks. Like they're just beyond. Gate, gate, paragate. Like they're just, they're just beyond. When you know that you're God having a human experience, who cares about clothes? You know, doesn't matter. Again, I want to clarify. <laughs> I'm not saying stop wearing clothes, particularly when you're teaching. I just, I know it's a, uh, call me uptight. It's a boundaries thing, but I, I like yoga with clothing. I know anyone who's listening who teaches nude yoga. Yes. Rock that shit. Trust me. No one wants to come to my nude yoga class. I promise you. <laughs> okay. Where could you bring in some crazy wisdom? Where could you just in that little moment transcend normal? Let go of what everybody else is doing. Treat yourself to something redunk. Crazy wisdom. Crazy wisdom is the realm of the jungle. Because for those people, those holy people, they're not crazy. They've just transcended uh, perceived limitation. Get that. They're not crazy. They've just transcended perceived limitation. You know, um, uh, being a coach and, and working in the personal development space, uh, I go to a lot of seminars and in Australian culture, you know, we're, we're getting better, but it's still not like it is in the States where the seminar, personal development seminar uh, uh, industry and movement, if you like, is, is fully accepted. Like in Australia, if I go to one of those seminars in the States, everyone's on the chairs, dancing, hugging each other, like, you know, going for it, getting up to the mic and telling all of their most biggest, darkest secrets and crying and catharting all over the place. We don't do that here. We're a bit more buttoned up. And if you're a Brit, you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> and, and, but, I, and, 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 and I understand that. And for a lot of my, um, a lot of my friends, they think what I do is batshit crazy because it is so at odds with what they're all doing. I cannot think of a friend I have from high school who is not married with children and working a full-time job. I don't have one. I can't call one to mind. Maybe people that were like in the cooler gang than me, <laughs> hint, everybody else, uh, is a stay-at-home parent. I don't know. But all of my friends from high school, partner, married, not just married, mortgage, children, full-time job. What I'm doing is batshit crazy for them. It's crazy wisdom, but it's not, um, you know, and, and, and it's a good thing. And it's a good thing. It's my thing. I don't want to have, the, you know, being a parent wasn't my jam. Um, I, I have a life that works for me, but it could very easily have been otherwise. And I'm not saying that there's anything bad with their lives. Of course, the point I'm trying to make is drawing is, is using my life as an example of how, um, we can choose something different from the norm. And some people might think that we're bingo bongo crazy, but you know what? I think they're probably 
respect us for it. I got a beautiful message from one of my best friend, my best friend from primary school. This is the friend who got me into yoga in the first place. When we were eight, she was already going to yoga classes because her parents had a dose of hippie. My parents had a dose of bogan. Look it up on Urban Dictionary if you're not from Australia. Like we were like, I was raised on Brothers in Arms and Hot August Night. No joke. Um, And, you know, like, Frozen, actually, no, we had tin peas. Frozen peas were for special occasions. There was nothing remotely Om Shanti Shanti in my house. The closest I got was begging my neighbor to take me to mass every now and then. That was it. That's all I got. The occasional trip to mass. Nothing else. My mum had a Ouija board, but that was as spiritual as we got. So if it wasn't for this friend, I never would have got to yoga. Like, Jai, my best friend from primary school. And she sent me a message. I did an Insta. I just finished at the gym. I was wearing this god awful, why the hell did you buy that? thermal thing far out you know when you buy those things and you think what the hell was I thinking anyway I had that on and I was sitting on my front veranda I look like shit because I'd just been at the gym I was wearing this god-awful thing she sends me this message saying you look so radiant you look so beautiful I'm so proud of you and for everything that you're doing now this woman my best friend from primary school she is like she's a doctor to start with she's like crazy successful she gets flown all over the world to give keynotes like she's And she's just like gorgeous, hilarious, beautiful, all of it. Fabulous husband, gorgeous children, beautiful home, yada, yada, goes, like, and does like, does, does savor like you would not believe. And she's saying that about me. She's saying that about me, crazy wisdom, living in the jungle. You know, you think that when you go against the grain, people are going to judge you harshly, but you will be surprised with who you are inspiring in the process. Someone that I'm dating at the moment, same deal, worked, this, worked for the same company for like since, since university, never gone anywhere. Now starting to think, oh, you know what, maybe I could try something different. Maybe I'm going to do consulting. Maybe I'm going to get a payout. Maybe I'm going to go try something that's kind of scary because I'm a single parent and I've got to whack off mortgage. But you know what? Maybe this crazy thing, maybe there's something to it. This is big picture stuff. I want to get down into more detail because what I'm seeing often is that so many of you uh, in my community are really um, – Beating yourself up for failing at being a good business person rather than embracing your strengths. You know, in the in the professional development and the business development space, I'm reading a book at the moment just like this. It's like get open five bank accounts and put 10% in there and 20% in there. I mean, I get the principle, but God help me, I am not a five bank account girl. <laughs> Like I'm a bit more in the jungle with the cash and I'm okay with it. You know, maybe you are too. Again, this is one of those beautiful tantric opportunities for self-awareness because if you are already misaligned in one direction, taking it further in that direction is going to cause you havoc, right? It's like telling a pitta dosha person to go do hot yoga. Not a good idea, even though we love it. (laughs) When you are honest with yourself, when you are clear in your self-reflection, in your svadhyaya, in your introspection and contemplative practice, and you know yourself, not that that journey is ever complete, but we get a, we get a leg up being yogis, right? 
When you know yourself, you know what you're good at. You know what you suck at. You know how you work better and what actually you find challenging. I read a book about, no, I listened to a book about my, um, uh, what's it called? Circadian rhythms and how, what I should be doing to live by my circadian rhythms is as soon as I wake up, get up, get on the treadmill, go. But actually what works for me is to get my phone, see what's on for the day, go sit at my computer and bang out a few hours of work before breakfast. It just works better for me. And I'm not anymore going, oh my God, I suck. My self-care practice is in the toilet. My circadian rhythms are just, I don't know, whatever a rhythm does when it's not doing its thing right. <laughs> oh, I know what a, a rhythm not done right looks like. Amy dancing, but I digress. You know, when you know yourself, you get to play more to your strengths. And that may look chaotic. That may look like crazy wisdom. But if you know that the system is working in underneath it, stop beating yourself up because it doesn't look normal. You know, these are the people who say to me, don't you walk into their office and it is a shit show. There is stuff everywhere. There's piles. Things are pulling over. There's sticky notes on sticky notes. There's books upended. Like it's an absolute disaster zone. And you go to look at something and they say, don't touch that. I've got a system. And I need to know, I know where everything is as long as you don't touch it, right? As opposed to them saying, oh my God, I'm so sorry. My office is a mess. I really will get organized one of these days. I, I know it looks terrible, but I promise. No, no, no. Own it. If you work better in a little bit of chaos, if you work better in a little bit of chaos, or if you are really highly strung and you would like to experiment with chaos, <laughs> you know, go with that. If you, um, coming back to where we started at the, at the top of the podcast about my client who was saying how she never gets these things done, she has them all in her calendar, but they just don't happen. Well, guess what? She needs a bit more jungle and a bit less garden, putting them all in the calendar. And then when the time goes past and you haven't done it and going, Oh, I fucked up. I suck again. No, no. You just slide that baby over to tomorrow. You just put it down a few hours. You stick it in next week. I, I did that just now before starting this podcast. I've got home from a a meeting. Um, it's been a pretty big day. I've got some more clients tonight and um, got sat down in my, in my kitchen and I thought, man, I'm, I'm kind of pooped. I, all that stuff that I was going to do, I, I'm not feeling it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to reallocate it all. I looked at the phone, looked at the, the Google calendar. These are the things I've got to do. And everything else I'm putting somewhere else. I'm not beating myself up because I failed at my list of things to do for the day. I'm not so committed to the garden, back to Sadhguru, to the garden. I'm prepared to let things get a little bit jungle. I'm not not doing things. I'm just in tune with how I feel and I'm playing to my strengths. I'm not feeling in the right energy to sit down at my computer and write a LinkedIn article. I'm not in that headspace. I could sit there. I would look at the cursor flashing. I'd probably go watch something on YouTube and that would lead to something else. And then I'd be watching bloody Jimmy Fallon lip sync challenges and it would all be over. Anyone else do that? DM me on Insta if you've rewatched that Emma Stone one like a million times. Anyway, I know this about myself. 
So when I'm feeling in that sort of energy, I need to do the tasks that don't require screen time. I need to sit in a different part of my house. I'm not doing the whole, oh, if I'm sitting on the sofa with my computer, I'm not really committed to my job. Who cares? Go with it. If your office becomes your whole house or if, you know, one of my clients, we've talked about it in his sessions, he knows that he can do about two hours at his office in his house and then he needs to ride his bike to a cafe, order a melting moment and a mug of cafe latte, we live in the country, and keep working. And that doesn't make him lazy or slack or uncommitted or anything. It's simply he recognizes that being in different environments is stimulating for him and is what is part of what he needs to stay motivated and achieve his goals. It's a little bit jungle. He has a great home office. It's kitted out. And he can do about two hours in there before he's maxed. So again, back to the reflections. What do these principles mean for you? And what might be some reflections for you to take away uh, post-podcast? I really think that we demonize disorder and particularly with like this insane, um, insane uh, productivity kind of efficiency um, movement at the moment. Look, I am a massive fan of productivity and efficiency. If I can get something done faster, I'm going to choose it. There's a reason why I don't encourage you to email me because email is like death. It's slow and it's like, look, sorry, hang on. I've just, I've just got a dog next to me who's having a dream and, oh no, I thought you were going to get little dog dreaming barks in the podcast. So cute. I wish you could see him. I'm sorry if you're a cat person or you don't get pets, but all the dog people right now are totally with me on this, right? Oh. Okay, uh, Amy, focus, jungle, jungle boogie right there. <laughs> so, you know, what, 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 what are you beating yourself up for because it's not your natural tendency but you think you should do it? What have you read in some highly masculine encoded productivity book that tells you that, you know, you need to write 10 things down at the top of the day at lunchtime, you need to check in while you're on the treadmill, while you're on the phone. Well, oh, yeah, we need to... Sometimes there is a time for garden, for sure. Like your profit and loss is not a jungle environment. Can I just say that? (laughs) Facebook ads, not a jungle environment. There is a time and a place. Class planning, depending on your jam. Or teaching and instruction to get into headstand. Not jungle, all garden. Cervical spine, safety. But are there other places where, in fact, letting your crazy wisdom come up would not only um, let you surrender into your own natural tendencies, which is where I think productivity lies, understanding, respecting, and amplifying your own natural tendencies into productivity rather than trying to put your square peg in a round hole. Is there something where you could bring this into your business a bit more? Or if you already are kind of there, could you forgive yourself a little? What are you still holding on to as some kind of perfect state that is never, ever going to be how you roll? You you know, what is something that you, you have been feeling crappy about for a really long time, but if you just check in 
that shit ain't ever going to change. And it's probably the stuff that people love you for. You know, where are you being unnecessarily hard on yourself? Where, where can you just say, this is a bit crazy, but I'm going with it. Like for me, one of the things, whenever, if you are in one of my training programs, when we have live video calls, or if you, you know, when you buy one of those 90 minute intensives, I am not doing hair and makeup to get on that call with you. I love you. I don't show that by doing hair and makeup. I'm showing up with what I look like when I'm at my house. If you, if I, if you're going to meet me in a yoga class, I'm going to look like the way I'm going to look when you show up to one of my virtual trainings, that's real. And, and for a long time I was in a community that was like, Oh no, you've got to get glam squad to your house and they've got to blow out your hair and you've got to, Oh hell no. I tried. It was not my jam. And then, I, you know, for a while my coach used to sort of say to me, well, you know, you need to up the game on the presentation front and I can see where she's coming from, but, but I'm just not one of those women that looks fabulous all the time and I'm okay with it. <laughs> in fact, not only am I okay with it, it makes my life so much easier, right? What is it for you it, from the macro to the micro? Where could a little bit more jungle and a little less garden serve you super well? And where could some of that crazy wisdom, the stuff that doesn't make sense, support you? Where are you doing things because that's what you think you're meant to do rather than doing things because you feel like they're the things to do? Did Amy sit down at the computer and toil and toil for hours because that's what her calendar said and good business people do what they said they're going to do every day. No, she just decided to fuck that off till tomorrow and a couple of things next week. Much, much better. Much, much better. Uh, if this podcast has been helpful, let me know. And, uh, let me know about podcast topics that you'd love for season five. Um, like I said, season five is going to kick off, uh, in 2020. I'm going to take a couple of weeks off <gasps> for the podcast over Christmas. Um, <laughs> but I'll talk more about that next time. Don't forget flash sale through till Monday, 40% off my one-to-one -one coaching, either the 90 minute intensive you and me and your business or six months. We're going for a baby gross servant giant coaching package. All the info is at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash flash sale. Take care, folks. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favor to ask. If you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure, of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Take deep care.